This time, it's Personal, a music review podcast about sharing songs and telling stories. I'm Jamie. And I'm Galen. Let's listen to some music. Yeah, I think living your best life is a good idea. I missed this. I missed getting on the microphone. Yeah. There's something really pleasant about... this. Is, I don't know um, why this is, but it's this, there's this phenomenon that where it feels more real when you have headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It does feel more real. I feel com- more comfortable, kind of like... Or it makes simple things seem more witty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's partially because it sounds... You're like listening to it as a podcast as you're recording it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Lots of people say they don't like to hear their own voice, but I kind of so good. I kind of do like to listen. I to hate my, own, my voice. own voice, but like I much, I much prefer hearing it while I say it. Yeah. I don't know. There's something. I don't know. You get you get all the closeness. It's closer. Instant. <laughs> Instant feedback to what's going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instant feedback. Twenty twenty is the the year where we do less of that, probably. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, a little bit less of that. Yeah. So, welcome to twenty twenty. Yeah, welcome to twenty twenty. First episode of twenty twenty. Um, we're gonna do a little fun one this time. Um, uh, we uh, we wanted to do a little short episode where uh, we run through. Everybody was talking about their Spotify uh, best of 2019 list, and so I thought it'd be fun for us to go through and just play a couple of songs uh, each off of the, or a few songs each off of the playlist, and then, I don't know, just share some new stuff in a a fast, fun, digestible format, um, (laughs) rather than... Yeah, a digestif. Yeah, a nice digestif. Yeah, it's a trip. That that recap of the year is pretty cool, actually. It surprised me looking through uh, what I listened to so much and how many hours I spent on yeah. certain artists. It's wild how, like, there's so many artists on this list that were like, I swear I did not spend that much time listening to that artist. And then, <laughs> like, apparently, apparently yeah. I sunk that many hours into yeah those whatever yeah <laughs> you're like me where you you binge listen to a song yeah. too or you can just listen to oh, one yeah. song for like two days and nothing else there are a lot of artists on my best of 2019 list that i definitely discovered or found on this show sylvanesso was one of them yeah uh that pretty late in the year yeah and ended up listening to like probably more than most artists yeah i did too the the this music that i heard or was introduced to at the end of the year is the stuff that I listened to the most last year, hands down. Huh. Yeah, so we're going to share a couple tracks out of the blue. I bet that our lists share. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of stuff, but I've got I've got an artist to share. Yeah? Yeah. Take it off. All right. This is a, a track from an artist called AWOL1. He does a lot of solo work, but he also was part of the Shapeshifters crew, and mm. they've got a lot of, a lot of great... Music and this track is called Rhythm. Sucking never done shit for me. Get in a car and I drive till I'm out of gas. Slow fast, can't put me down no more. I'm a motherfucking creature of the wind. You can't touch me, you can't touch this. Kiss my wing, kiss my knuckle, never. Scoop up chicks at the shows and take them home and blow money to spend. Dream the impossible dream, bloodstream. Seems it's polluting, throw up, throw up. Toe up, the flow up, go up. Smoking in the bathroom, getting kicked out of school. Car like a traffic, it's for a little vomit. I'm the family, walking through the district of garments, downtown Los Angeles. There we have it. Yeah. 
Pretty cool track, huh? Very good. Yeah, head bobbing. Yeah, it's got a good beat. Yeah. I like that beat a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's got a real Pink Panther vibe. Do you have a rain? Uh, it's also there's another song that I always think of when I think of like the Pink Panther theme. It's like Walk of the Elephants or like March. You know the song? Like, uh, hold on. Uh, it's like some Fantasia reference or something. No. Because to me, yeah, I was getting like uh, the Pink Panther is perfect because it just made me feel like some old sitcom from like the 70s, but like a, about spies. All right, I'm not familiar with the artist, but the the flow had a little bit of like an MF Doom thing mm-hmm. to me immediately. Maybe it was just sort of the like being a little bit loose on the beat. I don't know. It was cool. It was kind of an interesting flow and style it felt very kind of like syncopated is the wrong word but it moved on and off the beat in a sort of natural way yeah i like that too i i seem drawn to stuff like that i love mf doom like mm-hmm. a lot i like his flow um but awol one's got that it's like there's like a casual nature to it it's uh slower and so i can like absorb more of the lyrics although i do love getting into like quicker stuff too because it's more mm-hmm. of a puzzle to figure out what they're talking about but i really like that slow pacing i think that's one of the reasons i like the artist um yeah you can you can catch the story and some a little bit more of the smile or like the smirk on his face during mm-hmm. some of his lines that might be a little bit funnier like the jokes have time to land a mm-hmm. little bit more right or the the clever quips that are being dropped right but yeah he's He's got a lot of stuff like that. His his whole style is laid back. He mentioned Walrus uh, Walrus One started making some money or something like that in the song, uh-huh. but that's another one of his names that he goes by. It's Walrus One. That's a very good. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. I knew a kid in high school who went by Walrus. Yeah, <laughs> probably wasn't the same guy. No. Uh, yeah, I I actually also really liked. It, it's easy for a beat like that to get very. Um, I don't know, to get repetitive. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a dangerous territory because you can start to get into that lo-fi hip-hop. We had one sample from this one jazz song once, right. and now it's just playing over and over. But, like, every bar, they did something slightly new with it. Or, like, I, I was waiting for the repeated, okay, so they've done, you know, three bars of the main loop, and then they play the next piece of it, and then they go back to the three bars in the main loop, and then a piece, you know, like, the next section. But it... They kept throwing in little other bits of the sample, mm-hmm. just where I wasn't expecting it. And then not only did they do that, but his flow kind of times out to whatever section of the sample they're using. So it's yeah. not just always this like repeated uh, cadence of the flow. It like slows down in certain sections and speeds up in certain sections. So there's always a little bit of that like surprise. Which I, was, I don't know. That kept me every time I thought I might get lost in just the the repetition of it yes yeah, there was like saying. something fresh coming in which was really cool yeah it kind of builds up and swells and then yeah his flows would stop right before the the beat dropped again at the end of those phrases and yeah i love that feeling it's just like what boom and then they had that dunk 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 like yeah it was like the. I, I wrote that down too i love that's like a classic like pharrell did that a lot too mm. uh in his production but when you like take just the kick drum and the beginning of your sample and like do the bump 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 like that's 
every time that happens, I'm such a sucker for yeah, it. Yeah, I fall for it too. And I like, like I, I don't. This is so simple. It's such a simple production trick, but like every time, I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's such a sweet track. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like listening to that track uh, when I'm walking. Other favorite place to listen to it is in drive-through coffee stands. Mm. Because every time I've done it, by the time I get up and they, I get to order coffee, the barista always asks, "What is that? That is really cool." And so I can now I consistently do it as a habit. That's great. When I'm waiting in line for coffee, I just put that on because I had a positive experience more than once. So I'm looking for the positive experience <laughs> again. And That's it, awesome. People seem to want to hear that song. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. How did you discover it? Uh, through just through listening. Um, and digging for AWOL One Records. The, mm. He doesn't have a lot of albums that you can find. So it's right. like one of those things where it's in a re- I'm in a record store. I start digging for AWOL One if they have anything. It was just exploring deeper in, into his catalog. And yeah. He's from LA. So if you're in LA, you can find his records like at Amoeba and stuff a lot easier than around here. Right. But yeah. I just like his style a lot. Sweet. Yep. You want to jump into another track? I do indeed, yeah. Just keep them coming. Oh, yeah, that came out in 2001, by the way. <laughs> keep it rapid fire. Yeah, I like this. Uh, all right, let's do... I'm trying to... This is, by the way, doing an episode like this, we normally prep our songs ahead of time. Now I'm having the full like panic that I normally have of trying to pick songs for this goddamn show in uh, real time in real time where i'm like looking at this massive list and be like oh god what next do i keep on theme do i do something new yeah. do i br- but how many can we sh- okay i'm just like fully having a breakdown <laughs> the so, pressure is on uh okay i'm just gonna pick one here uh sequel by tabby Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um just for background that is the artist is Tabby. Um that was off of his album uh from 2018 called Peach Fuzz. Yeah, that song is absolute fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you like it. <clears throat> yeah, I've never heard of that artist or this song before. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, right away I wanted to listen in a little more cuz the piano was kind of nice and quiet no at the top it had that no kind of soft fender roadsy i don't know organ sound that i'm a sucker for mm-hmm. um, and then i'm sitting listening and i say it's kind of quiet because it sat under the vocals a little quieter than i might have thought it should maybe i was like oh uh-huh. this is interesting i knew that something was coming because sure. like you know there was too much space for it not to, <laughs> but I wasn't expecting for so much to come and everything kind of like got built up and dropped with like the, um, the heavy parts. I don't even know what you call it. The dung sure. dung. Yeah. And it came in with all the instruments and the big beat, uh, and definitely a raised intensity in the vocal delivery, mm-hmm. which is awesome in several parts. Right. Yeah. 
yeah, like what what got me was like, oh damn, this hit me in the face. I love that feeling in general, no matter what style of music. Yeah, it kind of goes into at the end this almost like horror core part where you have this yeah. discordant piano that's almost like the you know psycho stab and it's like super kind of intense <laughs> totally yeah like i didn't think about that but the, yeah, the, uh, 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 yeah, yeah 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 totally cool yeah yeah so i i um i i was not expecting to like tabby's music which is interesting and the reason i say that is so i found this track because tabby is actually somebody who he's one of these like youtuber react people like he reacts to music like he listens to albums and just does like live reactions or whatever and records youtube videos Mm -hmm. and i had seen his stuff that way and then saw that he had released this album called cranston which was his previous album Uh, and i was like huh like i didn't know that he made music and it was okay like it was decent but it wasn't my favorite thing and then when i came into peach fuzz this was the uh first song that he released with a music video Mm -hmm. and i was immediately struck by it partially because of the imagery and you don't get it fully uh in the song unless you listen really close to the lyrics but the whole album of peach fuzz is a conversation between sort of like masculine and feminine which is kind of a cool flavor to like this style of hip-hop wow that's Um, radical i need to listen more to get all of that from the lyrics yeah yeah i did get that they were riffing off Back, I, I did get a back and forth feeling mm-hmm. from the lyrics, and they were ping ponging through uh, pop culture references yeah, yeah. throughout it. Um, I did, I did pick up on a little bit of that. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I was pretty struck by that. And then this whole album is just like really f- filled with like really good, weird, experimental hip hop with very kind of like '90s style like boom bap influenced beats, yeah. which is my favorite shit. Me so. too, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the one little Easter egg I think that's in there is the sort of piano that's kind of like the car door being open sound. Oh, yeah. Um, just a little Easter egg thing to get you excited about the future. His follow-up album to this is called Recorded in My Car because most of his reactions are him in his car listening to music. Uh-huh. Um, and so there's a lot of like little car hints and imagery throughout his uh songs oh sweet um and i believe recorded in my car is entirely recorded in his car yeah he did all the vocals i think i think he did the whole yeah all the vocals for his (laughs) follow-up album in his car that rules (laughs) yeah also there's just like really good weird little lyrics in there um like uh y'all about as fake as an nba sprained ankle um (laughs) and then later in like the more horror car horror core part he makes i don't remember the full line but he has some reference to being Pennywise. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like some, I think it's like a money line, but being Pennywise yeah. in the horror part, I felt was oh, that's you know, great. It's a fun reference. All right. Now it's my terrifying. <laughs> now it's your turn to panic. <clears throat> now I should just scroll until it stops and then just point at something. Let's see here. Ugh, yeah. I've got, I like, there's so many on this goddamn list that I want to share. It's hardcore. It's so hard. Yep. Okay, let's see here. This is uh, off a record that came out in 2005. The album is called uh, The Mysterious Production of Eggs. And the artist's name is Andrew Bird. This song is called... Oh, I think I know Andrew Bird. He's got a lot of records. Yeah. He's quite prolific. I didn't really know that, but he's got Hmm. a ton of albums. 
Uh, this track here, though, in particular, that made my best of 2019 list is, uh, or most listened to in 2019, is called Fake Palindromes. Summer and now we can get together And I wanna tie your wrist with leather And feel a tiny hole into your head That just, dang thing just ended. That's it. Just ended right then and there, huh? Two minutes and 49 seconds. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Concise. <laughs> I was like totally expecting another chorus or something and just, nope, pull the plug. That's it. No, not two more minutes of that. Yeah. That's great. It's pretty dynamic, right? Yeah, totally. I, I'm trying to remember um, uh, what of Andrew Bird I've heard, but I feel like in general, my memory of his music tends to be, um, I, I put it down as like a horse riding beat, but this sort of like, there's sort of like galloping there. It always feels like there's this big kind of momentum, this moving like forward. Like a march beat. Yeah. But then uh, this song does something that uh, I always like. It's kind of something that the Oh Hellos did uh, oh, in the yeah. previous episode where like everything gets really big, but uh, there are a couple of moments in this where everything just got like really huge like everything is coming in and pushing all at once and it feels like these big kind of climactic moments there was a lot going on even when it wasn't constantly pushing and still Mm -hmm. those moments carried through and the difference like the oh hellos start with you know one vocal and a guitar and you're like kind of sucked in close and then it hits you with this big thing this is like from the jump this big kind of galloping beat and somehow it still continues to get bigger and bigger and kind of pull you into these big swells, um, which is really cool. Yeah. I, I like that ruckus at the beginning. It sounds like almost like a, like a bookcase falling over full of yeah. tons of instruments. It's yeah. just like... It's abrasive. Like yeah, the yeah. first time I this was one of those tracks where when I got this record, someone um told me about this artist and said, You gotta get this record. So I went out and I bought the album and I was listening to it and this song was the one that was like, uh, eh, I don't know about this mm. track. But over time, yeah, yeah. like such as so many of my favorites, it <sighs> over time best. it became my favorite on the album. So <clears throat> That is by far the best when you have a song where you're like, Meh, it just isn't for me and then it just worms your way in there becomes your favorite yeah. yeah and it was because that abrasive start it was just like ah, oh, get out of here like i don't right. want to be smashed over the head with that falling bookcase <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah after that crash though there's a nice like ah right like you can it's like it's like dunk 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 and then you can tell it's just going into a more calm section but not stark by any means mm-hmm. totally yeah, it's interesting. It it does uh, a thing that we've talked about a lot where um, the vocal is super close compared to the instruments. Um, but this is sort of an interesting one because I think in a lot of cases, like we, I, I think one of the episodes we brought up like Billie Eilish and some of these other, I think the, the Oh Hellos, we were talking about it there, where like the vocal feels in your ear. This track feels that way doesn't feel like the vocal is in your ear. It feels like the, all the instruments are pulled away from you. 
which is sort of a subtle distinction, mm-hmm. but it has that same sense of closeness, but it's still, it feels, um, it doesn't feel like there's a, a thing happening in the foreground and then something happening real close. It feels like there's something happening in the foreground and then something really big happening, like way in the background yeah. for the music where it's like, he's standing on the stage and then behind him is like a thousand instruments all, you know, in this endless sea of, of, <laughs> uh, these, you know, I don't know, guitars and drums and stuff, but it all, that stuff feels distanced uh-huh. and he feels kind of appropriately, within the comfort zone <laughs> yeah, yeah. instead of whispering right in your ear. That's a perfect way to describe it. Like I've listened to this song so many times, but I never thought about that. And then, but like the vocals, how much do you hear of them? Like I've listened to this song so many times and I still can't tell what it's about. Yeah. It's dark though. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know that. I mean, I pulled like swapping your bud, your blood with formaldehyde. Yeah. It's like embalming. Is this somebody that works in like a morgue? Right. Yeah. And whose perspective is it? I don't know yeah. about breaking it, all the lyrics down. No, totally. But, but like it ends and you're feeling good. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. It's like the closing lyric is like, I want to tie your wrist with leather and drill a tiny hole into your head. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the first time I caught myself singing along and remembering that, I was like, wait a second. What the fuck is this song about? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, is she singing it? I I just always think of a morgue now, like a, somebody that right. works in a morgue. But Jeez. Anyway, anyways. Cool. You want to hit another track here from? Definitely. I'm I, loving this. I'm I am trying my hardest to find tracks that like, mirror a little bit of where you're coming from <laughs> um so i've got uh, my favorite fish by gus dapperton so spoken Smooth. Smooth. So smooth. Silky smooth. <laughs> That's, That's a, sweet. I've never heard Gus Dapperton or my favorite fish. Yeah. He's um he's an interesting guy. I, I followed him. I can't remember how I found uh he, he had an album in twenty seventeen called I'm Just Snacking. Um <laughs> which is actually has one of my favorite songs of his um, which I would love to share at some point um, that like really hit me. Um, but uh, what's the name of that song? Uh, the name of the song off that album. Oh, might just be, I'm just snacking. Yeah. That's right. the title track. Um, but uh, this is off of his 2019 album uh, where Polly people go to read. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I just had been following him since that original album and, found this one that's cool this, or this was actually the single off of this new album um and you just keep you just keep up to date with new music that he's putting out i think i just come back to him occasionally he's got this weird voice and he's got this very sort of i don't know just the, his style is very smooth and very intoxicating got a little bit of r&b a mm-hmm. little bit of hip-hop a little bit of kind of just singer songwritery stuff that's cool um and he's got a weird persona too like just weird fashion cool cool kind of look yeah. cool kind of vibe so yeah right on yeah very smooth i can't believe that that came out in 2019 
Yeah. Just because, to me, like, there's lots of it I liked, but one thing I really liked about that song is <clears throat> it took me back to, like, cruising in a car in 1993 with the R- local R&B station here in Seattle was Cube mm-hmm. at the time, but could be any R&B radio station specifically where the volume would be kind of low. Um, I wasn't driving a car in 1983. <laughs> um, no, not yet. <laughs> but uh, being driven around and there's like this these jams going on. Maybe mm-hmm. it, my babysitter was probably driving the car and I was uh-huh. like, you know, whatever, on the way to a Boy Scout meeting or some, sure. some shit. And it's just like... That sort of groove yeah, yeah. with like the uh, um, it totally brought me there. Yeah, uh, in a really good way, not in like oh what is this, but it, yeah, it sounded it sounded old school mm-hmm. and comforting to me. Cool song. I also wanted to note that it's one of the more graceful uses of the egg shaker I've heard in quite some time. Uh huh. Like usually I hear that more in like faster pace, like yeah, uses, but in this. It sounded good, it was played well, and it wasn't too loud that it was annoying and obnoxious because <laughs> the egg shaker can be like, come on, did you yeah. really need to put that in there? But it was smooth egg shaker. There you go, that Gus Dapperton a... for best egg shaker of 2019. Yeah, thank you, Gus Dapperton. That's a smooth shaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like uh, his production generally. This one is actually kind of different. Uh, to his production it's almost a little more electronic mm-hmm. um usually his stuff is like electric guitar he loves that sort of like weird flammy uh i don't even know how to describe it but like the guitar that's in all of his songs is that sort of like almost beachy kind of flammy guitar thing um so the thing that I really like about this song is the lyrics are just this really i've always loved his lyrics um I'm just snacking as part of the reason I love that song so much is just because of the (laughs) lyrics um, and like the metaphor that he's drawing. And Mm -hmm. here I really love it too, because it's like this, it's a song about like trying to figure out how to be in love. Um, So a lot of the lyrics are like talking about how, like one of the lyrics is like, I don't usually fall in love. And uh, the, let's see what's, Oh yeah. It's like, I talk and it hurts my teeth. Um, soft-spoken chipper and choking there's just a lot of these lyrics of like sort of trying to be in like be in a relationship or be in love or whatever it seems to be about this sort of like trying to figure out maybe if you haven't been in love for a long time like how to how do you do this again yeah um and one of my favorite lines is live life like it's practice uh-huh. <laughs> which is just such a good like idea yeah that is great. I'm going to write that quote down. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I like um I like the beat. I like the the smooth nature of it like I mentioned, but I also like the synth. There's a cool thing there where the synth line follows the melody line like right on. Mm-hmm. Like it's like and like follows the the lyrical melody right on, but then kind of has some flair after mm-hmm. so it takes you through the lyric but in between before the next lyric starts the next words come it's like kind of mm-hmm. and it it's harmonizing with the vocals mm-hmm. like i love it when um artists do that like yeah create harmony with the instrument almost because 
it's following the exact note and the exact changes, but just not not too much, just right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I mean, this song is a really good example of like, there's not a ton of elements. Like there are a lot of little details, but on the whole, the big elements are pretty simple. It's like there's drums, there's a synth, there's, you know, piano, and there's yeah. like all these pieces, but they, they make... They do a lot with these few elements mm-hmm. and they come together in these really nice surprising ways. And a lot of times where like you're just hearing one doing something kind of interesting melodically, but with everything together in the way that they kind of form up, you get this nice little moment. Um, yeah. It's a great combination. Yeah. All the way around. Also love the cliffhanger. Like the delay. It's like, you're my favorite fish uh-huh. <laughs> like it's like you could be well, you're waiting for what it is and it could be anything and then it's fish but that long pregnant pause mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good yeah <laughs> i still haven't figured out with what you're my favorite fish means but <laughs> yeah who knows i mean maybe sitting at a sushi place like singing about there you go the things going by on the conveyor belt you know yeah <laughs> until he picks his one right that's what live life like it's practice <laughs> means just eat all the sushi yeah <laughs> you got it you gotta try oh, all the sushi at some th- point this one's my favorite <laughs> uh i meant i wrote down to myself because i like to think about where i would listen to this song Mm -hmm. in my in my world and uh i thought yeah this would be a pretty cool song to drive to but i think that's because i was thinking about being in the back of my babysitter's car (laughs) and that brought the car thing but not young me current day me could really get down to this song while wearing my bathrobe (laughs) i recently got one at the end of last year i highly recommend bathrobes to everybody out there listening um but you put on your bathrobe put on this song and you chill (laughs) yeah i like it that's great Mm -hmm. want to do another song yeah i think we got probably time for one more from you one more from me all right yeah i got a song (laughs) okay hit me i want to play a song from 2005 off of an album called elephant eyelash and the artist is uh, called Y, W-H-Y, question mark, is his name. And this song is called Rubber Traits. Productive, fully charged cock and pointed. Keep a tape recorder on my bedside table. Sweats, only the pants that fit the best. No belts, no cuffs. Walk tone, yet loose. Keep peeled, dive blue. To attend, watch it fly. Head of pain of glass till it gets real funny. His stomach swells up and he dies. <laughs> that end is amazing. Yeah, right. Cut. I love that. Cut. I can hear the tape. Yeah. Tape slowing down. <laughs> That's wild. 
Right? Have you ever heard of Why? No. That's uh, wild for 2005, too. Uh-huh. Like, that, that production feels very modern and experimental in a way that's, like, pretty... I can see the 2005 in there. Yeah. Like, there's some of just the tonal stuff that's very kind of 2005, but, like, all of the layers and the weird reverbs and, like, moments where he'll he'd say something and then it would get pulled into a delay there's a battery totally like just right? all of that stuff feels very of right now yeah in production yeah i completely agree when i first heard this it was in 2005 because i got it when oh, it yeah? came when i got it on vinyl when it came out because i was in, interested in this artist and excited about this uh solo release because he did some collaborative stuff with other members of the anticon label mm. which is massive and right don't listen to any of it galen because <laughs> i'm going to share more okay. of it with you but everyone else i encourage you to please listen to lots of anticon but it's just me who gets deprived yeah, of this joy you get deprived but yeah, when I first heard that, it was like, yeah, it felt like the future mm-hmm. of music production, which is exactly what you're saying, because hearing it now makes it sound like the past for what we're used to. But yeah, yeah, cool. There's uh, I, my big note was uh, we previously had Laser Scone. We've moved <laughs> on to Laser Crystal. Okay. Uh, but I just I had this image with a lot of the synth stuff that's just bouncing around of these like lasers refracting through crystals. Uh huh. Because it's just got this very like weird refractive quality where like the sound bounces off and then sort of gets distorted off in different ways. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was cool. There's also a bit. It was like the first chorus, I think, where there's just a vocal that's like so drowned out and soft. I was just like desperately trying to catch any sort of lyrics or whatever, and I couldn't at all. Yeah. But it like I couldn't tell whether it was a sample or a vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so weird, and then it never happened again. No. Nope. It's just for once, it was like kind of, it didn't sound fully like it was in key with the song, or like it, that's why I thought it might have been a sample because it sounded like it was a different vocalist from like a different track mixed in. <laughs> yeah. Then yep. just that mystery never got answered. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, lots of his stuff is super layered. Yeah. I think that's sort of his thing, but... It kind of... Oh, go ahead. Oh, he just, like, he gives it to you and then strips it back and then adds another layer, gives it back, pulls it back, and then he gives you uh, th- three layers and pulls it back. Yeah. Like, it, this song doesn't ever feel like like verse-chorus, verse-chorus to me. It feels right. like every time that it goes back to what would be either one of those, it's bigger and different than it was before. Yeah. And then the bridge is awesome it towards the end mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's totally wild uh it's also got some real dark lyrics yeah like i was just noting some of them origami death mask uh always be working on a suicide note it's a real there's some downers in there yeah there is it i noted the same thing it's overall it's got yeah dark lyrics but encased in like pure shimmery hope to me Hmm. like the whole thing feels like no we're not giving up like the ship isn't might be sinking but we're not gonna hit the bottom uh like it's this pulling up feeling and i felt like that since i since i first heard this song when i got the record in 2005 and it's it's interesting and why i wanted to play it just now looking through my list of 
top songs listened to in 2019. It's wild that that song is still yeah making the cut for me. Yeah, totally. If you found the song all those years ago, mm-hmm. because it's not just entertainment to me. Like I'll find myself listening to this song or looking for it when I'm in a certain mood that feels dark that needs some pulling up. Uh-huh. Like, uh, and I go back to it and listen to it several times in a row when I need that. And so I think this this last year I must have been pulling myself up by the bootstraps, which I was. I mean, it was a f- uh, transformative year for me. But um, it's that exact thing, that hopeful yeah, that hopeful feeling. That's cool. That, that juxtaposition, juxtaposition is cool. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to, like go back and actually listen to the lyrics more specifically you should you should go back and listen to the whole album yeah it's, what's that album called the record's called elephant eyelash from 2005 nice um, sweet there's some other great songs on there yeah um one thing i wanted to add that adds to the breaks the darkness of it all mm-hmm. that hopeful upbringings there's also like some almost silly things but it's like it's like ooh you yeah ooh you and um well there was a lyric like right at the front where it was like uh, like bing a ding ding something like that yeah yeah and it cheers you up um what else did i have to say i liked you know there is some depression in there like the idea of like only only putting on sweatpants because they're the only things that you feel comfortable in you know and then mm-hmm. go, going on a walk with your tape recorder could be like Oh, are you depressed and you're just wearing sweats? Or are you just super into lounging and re- <laughs> and recording cool things? Because I can get into that <laughs> right, side of I was going to say, yeah. if, it might be an attack on your lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm being defensive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool cool track, though. Yeah, that's awesome. Some other One other lyric that stuck out was like, I want to kiss like Taffy. <laughs> you know? That's a visceral image. Totally. It's rough, yeah. It takes you. It takes you on a. It takes you on a trip, though. That's sweet. What do you got? All right, final song. Um, this one I'm gonna preface a little bit, um, just because. Why not? Preface. This is the preface. Preface. This is the face before the face. <laughs> um, so, this song uh, is a remix. Uh, of another song so it's two songs in one mm. this is a this is a the twofer the double pack um <laughs> the tr- double stuff of songs uh and it's by so the song is Artie boy or the remix uh of Artie boy by the remix is by tennyson um uh and tennyson is an interesting artist somebody i i come back to tennyson a lot um they're a uh, uh two very young i don't know, actually they might not be young now uh they may have aged out of being young but they're a young <laughs> uh canadian brother and sister um that have been making music for a long time since they were probably like 15 or 16 or something uh, and their stuff has always been crazy but that's tennyson yeah but tennyson was also the inspiration one of their songs was the inspiration for our intro um oh. So I, I sent you a while back just that section of the song and said you're not allowed to listen to no, anything else right. except for this bit. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, the the whole sound design intro bit uh, for the podcast is inspired by a piece of one of their songs. Okay. So there you go. Um, so we're going to listen to Artie Boy, the Tennyson remix. Here we go. <laughs>
Yeah, I want to listen to that song from the beginning again right now. Yeah. That is wicked. I yeah. Think that's my favorite song I've heard tonight. <laughs> it's, it's like, I've been holding off on this song for a while. Yeah, this felt like why. a good opportunity um, because this is like peak the character I play on this show of yeah. this type of music of like very <laughs> sample heavy and all like samples from like everyday life, like Foley kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I fucking love that track. No, it's awesome. It's like such a good bop. And then there's so many little tiny details in there that just like, the more you listen to it, the more you hear all these little details used in like such a cool rhythmic way. Yeah. I really want to listen to that song again right could, now. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to listen to it tonight. No, nah, oh, we could just do it. Do you just want to? Why not? Can we? Okay, let's just do it. I just I we feel, don't need to put it in. Let's <laughs> yeah. just do it for us. Let's just listen. Oh, here we go. That track is so fire. That's, <laughs> that's definitely the first time on our podcast history that we've ever listened to a song two times in a row. Yeah. Upon first play, yeah, that's. I could I could easily listen to it many times over. I'm going to. Yeah. There's so much about it that I like. Uh huh. I figured you might. Yeah. Uh, this is one of my secret back pocket songs. Good secret back pocket. The rhythm is good. It's hard to even say <laughs> what I like about this. The ri- the rhythm is good. Okay, as a Foley artist, I'm a sucker for any use of Foley in music, and that being like recorded sounds, real sounds of life, you know, performed sounds, um, like a, a footstep or a coconut. But this has got like water, there's can openings, there's like exterior ambient sounds, there's footstep sounds, there's so much um, happening in it. And it's not just placed in there like a sound effect. It's like rhythmically performed uh, and placed. And that's like, that's the upper echelon of using any kind of, you know, fully recording in your music. And it's done so well and mixed so well that I keep wanting to listen because the second pass I heard 10 more sounds I didn't hear the first time. And I feel like you could go on and on if you want to really sit and try to listen and pick out all the songs. It's like one of those you know, puzzles in the newspaper or in a magazine where you have to find certain items and, like, circle them that are hidden in the illustration or whatever. But you don't have to do anything like that or be like me and like all those intricate (laughs) things to really get into this song and, like, into the groove uh, that's going on and keeps you interested. You might not... A lot of people might not even stop and be like, oh, they opened a can. That's... They might not even register it. Yeah, totally. It's just part of the song, just like how... 
there's some drums in it that are only hit like once. Yep. Or like dung dung, you know. Not, it's not like part of. If it's part of a drum kit, they only hit the drum like once or twice. It, to me, it seemed like more like they had a closet full of different hand drums, and they're like, "Let's try this one, but just like hit it just once." Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool. Yeah, I could keep riffing on this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. I love Tennyson, and if you like that, listen to the rest of Tennyson because Tennyson is full of that kind of stuff. They are like the masters of doing adding foley into their music um so good i think there's a couple of uh well there's a few things i want to talk about the actual like song part and then i can just nerd out about all of the sounds that are in there but go 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 um so the one of the things that i i really think is cool it's sort of got this like i don't even know what type i'm trying to think of like which beat would i hit if I'm looking at like an old electric organ, like am I hitting samba? Am I hitting yeah. like it's like one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they do this interesting thing where, and this is especially like, interesting because this is a remix. Um, the original song is nothing like this. Like the original song is is has no resemblance to what they did with it. Trippy. Um, I mean, obviously the lyrics are a part of that, but like the whole structure of the song is different. But the they edited the lyrics so that every lyric basically hits on an instrument playing huh. or a beat. And so you get this, like, everything is, like, bumping to the beat together. So, like, uh, like the all I want to know is... Da, 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 like, it, it, it's hitting on, like, a... Like everything is super rhythmic, and in the in, in the original song, it's sort of that way, but here it's like every sound is paired together with a lyric in a way that like really makes the whole thing just keep moving. Yeah, um, which I I really love. Like it just keeps you engaged. And there's a few moments where they even like have these flourishes that go along directly with a lyric, um, which is super cool. Um, and then uh, there's. I'm just going to get into sounds because there's so many. No, it's cool. Um, there's like this Wurlitzer sound in there. Mm-hmm. That's just this wail on the Wurlitzer. Yep. Happens once. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, I, every time in that song, I wait for it to happen again because it feels like the introduction of a new instrument it just happens once. Yep. Just this one little hit. Um, but some of my favorites, obviously, there's the um, the uh, can opening right when they say Coca-Cola. Yeah. Um, so good. On brand for our show. Mm-hmm. Um there's a spray paint can uh, oh. rattling, which is really good. So it's like a see as like a transition. Didn't even get that. That's one of my favorites. Um, there's a camera shutter. I got the camera shutter. Um, there is a bunch of tire screeches in mm-hmm. the background, um, and then another one of my favorites is you know the sound when you like put your phone too close to a speaker and it makes that like oh yeah yeah. It was that directly into the sound of a ping of ping pong happening so it was like but like back and forth really fast like people were like volleying ping pong balls back and forth super fast wow i didn't get that yeah i gotta listen back for that that's cool it's just like this great little transition and they blended the two of them together uh it's like they're not blended together but it's like one right into the other and they Uh have the same pattern so they like mirror each other immediately that's awesome it's so cool um, also, I just really like, there's a line in the song uh, that's making shapes with the music. <laughs> it's talking about like 
uh, people like dancing at a party, like up on a table. Yeah. And says like, uh, <laughs> yeah, something up on the table, making shapes with the music. Yeah. I really like that. That's line. great. That's what dancing is. Anyway, I like the song a lot. I like it too. It's like a treasure hunt. Yeah. For my ears, listening to it, I yeah. really like it. It makes my shoulders kind of groove. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It totally has like a. I don't know what it is, but like samba or bossa nova or, yeah. or something in that realm uh, of the rhythm is so cool. And then there's like, there's like that sudden sort of stop. It's like, like it sounds like the song almost stops. Like, right. Like it's the end of the song, but it's pretty early on, mm-hmm. maybe around halfway. And then it picks up again, but it's like, yeah. it, it sucks all the air out of the room. There's no like, it seems like there's dead air for like just half a second just long enough yeah. to freak you out it's that little bit of hang time mm-hmm. yeah and then it comes all the way back in and it didn't do a 180 or a, it didn't go on a crossroads it came back to something familiar but it was jarring for just a second and mm-hmm. the, then my shoulders started grooving again after yeah that. it's a lot of just like it's it's almost as if they're using the negative space in the song, like one of the little sound effects mm-hmm. where it's this little punctuation point that happens once Definitely. to get your attention. And then they never do it again. Definitely. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, there's a lot happening and a lot to take, but I felt like the bridge towards the end was like a really soft landing to kind of be like, ah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I love the end of that song. I is like, such a cool ending and such a cool kind of sound designy ending in a way that is kind of different from the rest of the song where mm-hmm. it like, like all the sounds in all the sounds in the actual meat of the track are basically instruments. They're like being used as percussion or whatever they're being used in a very rhythmic way. Yeah. And then the sounds at the end are much more built to like set a scene. And there's this great combo of like, it's you've got this sort of soft, almost like, uh, you know, French cafe accordion and you've got this, <laughs> I mean, the whole song is, is all the lyrics are about like sort of, I don't know, uh, erudite arty people at parties and like, sure. you know, meeting people and never seeing them again and drinking wine, you know, it's all that sort of thing. Yeah. And so it's this great sort of almost like the end of the party where it's like, you're, you're now waking up at home and you're hearing this sort of soft, soft french accordion and like it's got the sound there's a bunch of these sounds that sort of give this sense of like there's like a little bit of street noise there's a little bit of like a fan going there's like a bus idling it's like to me it sets it in this like parisian apartment or something yeah where you're like sitting on a mattress on the floor looking out at like you know the early morning or something yeah it's sort of like very soft very meditative very sort of I don't know, lo-fi hip hop kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a similar, a similar visual. Like in, uh, I'll interject with my, uh, where I would listen to this mm. and, um, on a rooftop deck after a party next to an infinity pool uh-huh. with like that view, kind of like you're saying, like in a Parisian overlooking a view. Mine was after like, you know, those those houses like in the Hollywood Hills that have doors from yeah, the yeah. living room that just go out into like a party patio, mm-hmm. but with like a view forever, something like that. Yeah. Gro- groove into this with some cozy loungewear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. 
I also really like the horns and the the ratchety sound mm-hmm. that they use throughout. Very good use of the. I think they call that. There's an instrument that's called like a whalebone or something. It's mm. like you use the stick and it's a, yeah, rigid, yeah. a little rigid percussion. In, like, like the little like the gourd. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like the gourd with the stick. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's called a whale whalebone, something like that. But yeah. No, I'm gonna listen to this song a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite from your 2019 share. (laughs) Yeah. And this is also uh, for location where I would listen to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I can speak to many locations where I would theoretically listen to this, but the location that I've probably listened to this the most is like sitting in bed, which is maybe a bad place to listen to this, but it's one of the tracks where like it accidentally comes on and I get too fucking hyphy yeah. and I'm just like sitting in bed, just, just, just getting crazy, just getting crazy. Yeah. And, but then it like gives you that nice soft landing. You're like, ah, oh, uh, I'm back where I was uh-huh. nice Very and good. relaxed. I, I can have, I can simulate the experience of going to a wild party with all of these erudite <laughs> art people and yeah. then coming home and relaxing. And I can just pretend like all that all happened <laughs> all from the comfort of my own bed. That's awesome. Yeah. That came out in 2017. There you go. Yeah. No, good good track. Good year, 2019. Good yeah, year. Great year for music. I yeah. mean, that's I've been really impressed with um I don't know, like it, it's funny cuz neither of us I think we both avoided bringing stuff that we were both actively listening to, but like mm-hmm. I mean, Doja Cat is an uh, a very honorable mention, which yeah. I was on both of our lists. Um, yeah, Doja Cat was my number 1. 36 hours listening to Doja Cat for yeah. me all at the end of the year. Um Lizzo was definitely on there for me. Like mm-hmm. there was a bunch of stuff that was just like big that came out this year that was Really, 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 really good. Yeah, Um, I agree. Thanks for listening to This Time It's Personal. Our intro and outro music was made by Diogenes and myself. Links to all the tracks used in the episode will be in the show notes. Be excellent to each other. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.